The tyranny was broken by the sins of the father, and his shepherds finally ceased to roam, seeking instead the simple peace found in the comfort of heart and home. All eyes now turn to his heir and son, who forged their home with his power. Will he be strong enough to lead them in this, their darkest hour? Hello and welcome back to The Lost Tribe, Darkest Hour. As always, I am the author and your humble narrator, Peter Ivey. If you're enjoying this podcast, please like and follow to keep me bringing the story to you. Thank you very much for listening, and let's begin. Chapter 41 the iron bastion with its tall, four-fended notched spire sat at the heart of Cathedral, providing the people with a focus of their belief, while directly below in the grinder, the boiling chambers of the real heart of the city, the dry, churned away. Steam issued from gratings all around the iron bastion from below, giving an infernal look that reinforced the fear this image was supposed to convey. The bastion was a pyramid of iron and brass, inlaid with the silver design of the city and the motifs of the grand design. It was said the perfection of design was traced in the intricacy of the workings of the city, radiating up from the Iron Bastion itself in all directions. Those who came to worship, or pay homage, at the Bastion today were going to regret it. Dozens of breakers were spread out all around Bastion as Jack led his flight of wyverns directly at it, burning the ground troops with his incinerators and reaching out with his mind to make the others turn on their comrades, striking them down from an avenue left unguarded in their wildest imaginings. Through it all, Jack howled with laughter, saying they chilled down the spines of Henry and Bakum as they flew around Bastion, striking back at Jack and his men. Jules kept the other wyverns off their trail, flying around the beasts and striking them with her powerful fists as both rider and mount tried to do with her onslaught of deadly force and graceful maneuvers. Henry swung the skiff around Bastion with practiced ease. He had lowered his goggles down to give them a clear unobstructed view as they moved in. Jack turned and sneered back at them from atop his huge mount, his eyes burning with white light as he conducted the chaos down below. Still, Henry drove them on to close with him. The strain of the tight turns was becoming evidently clear to Henry, as the frame of their skiff creaked and shuddered with each revolution in the chase. He could smell burning grease from the propeller above as it spun madly on its spindle. He had only slowed down so much to ease it. The wyverns were fast and able to turn much easier than they could. Henry gritted his teeth as the shuddering continued. She can't take much more of this. Takum knelt behind him under the canopy of the skiff, trying to reload his shotgun. He had taken down five of the beasts so far, sending them and their riders to the streets below or under the unforgiving architecture of the bastion itself. He stuffed another couple rounds, the last ones he had into the shotgun. Say again? Bugs in my damn teeth. <coughs> I said she can't take much more of this. He's counting on that. He's trying to break us. Henry looked on the flight wing of Jack and his bodyguards. They mirrored Jack's movements in perfect detail, keeping Henry and Takum away from their charge. Henry grabbed his medallion. Jules, pull away and scatter them, now! Henry watched Jules detach from the incoming wyvern whose rider she was pummeling, and then passed by Henry and Takum going in the opposite direction. Get ready, we're gonna break loose. Jules came in, fists out front like a hammer, and smashed the front two riders protecting Jack in a flurry of impact and repeated blows after the fact. Jack flew out from the brawl, enraged and throwing insults back at Jules as he watched her tear his men apart. His bodyguard seemed to forget about everything except the savage woman who just killed two of their friends. Henry gripped the stick and slammed it forward. Then he dropped to his knees, hanging on for dear life as Takum wound up with both fists, his eyes on fire with potent energy. 
The force-driven manifestations of Dekum's will smashed the remaining two wyverns defending Jack, knocking them senseless. As Henry pulled the skiff up and away, the wyverns fell like they were made of stone, flipping end over end, spilling their riders into the open air. The wyverns crashed into one of the wide avenues surrounding the bastion. They were surrounded by breakers, and the streets lit up with vengeful flames. One of the riders, his legs broken, tried to struggle away from the angry breakers, but they were not dealing in mercy today. Henry turned away from the scene as they surrounded him, their weapons raised over their heads. Jack flew away from the scene, heading away from Bastion, towards more of his men. The large wyvern he rode wasn't as fast, but it made up for it with the terrific amount of wind its wings were generating. Henry gripped the stick tight as the air buffeting the skiff rocked it back. Jules saw they were in trouble and sped off towards Jack. No, don't do that, Henry yelled. But he was too late. Jules was speedily moving away to catch up to Jack. Henry scrambled to get the skiff moving again. Why not let her take him down, Henry? If he touches her, we have no idea what will happen. He couldn't take control of one of us before, but a lot's changed. He's changed. I don't want to find out if we're wrong. Henry gripped the throttle as tight as he dared and felt the skiff shudder as it accelerated forward. He heard something splinter. The distance between Jules and Jack was swiftly diminishing. The distance between themselves and Jules was not diminishing as fast, but they were gaining on her. The rotor whined ominously above their heads as their headlong thrust to catch Jules continued, unabated. We are going to break a pop before we catch her. Holding onto the gate surrounding them for support. Let it! Henry shouted. Smart as you are, I'm not sure you understand the power of gravity. Henry looked back at Takuma and grinned. We can portal up before we hit. We'll head to Avalon, make a splash. It's called a splat. It's when something that breaks easily hits something with no give. And here I thought you learned nothing about physics during our time together. I'm loving you more just for that. Henry pulled out his belt and tied it tight around the throttle. He then kicked the stick, jamming it out of the gate. Full steam ahead! Part of the canopy ripped off as the little skiff darted forward beyond any intended limits of design. It was lost, flung far back in the air. Takum grabbed Henry and held on to him as the skiff started tilting forward dangerously. Move back! he yelled. If we even out, we can drive the prow right up Jack's nose. Takum scooted back as much as he could and wrapped one arm around one of the gate posts. Jules was now less than 20 feet away from Jack and nearly 10 feet away from them. Jules! She turned to look, and that was when one of the wyverns barreled into her with a charge that sent both of them down towards the streets below. No! We have to get her back! Henry darted for the control stick. He looked up just in time for Jack's counter charge. He saw the madness in his eyes as he urged the wyvern head on to the prow. Henry grabbed Akum's arm. Hold on! Chapter 42 I watched my friends as they confronted Jack. He saw us coming. He saw me with my blade raised to beat him. I prayed that he felt some kind of fear. Jules was smashed aside by one of his men, and she fell. Then that bastard turned from me and drove his beast right at my friends. Sarah was pushing our skiff as much as he could, but I knew he couldn't possibly get there in time. Get under them, Sarah. Oh, by the worlds, they're going to... The skiff collided with the wyvern. It was a terrible sound. I felt my heart get squeezed as I heard Henry scream. Pieces of the skiff went flying everywhere. The blaze from the rotor took one of the wings from Jack's wyvern, and the iron prow impaled Jack on its tip and broke off. Takum smashed against the wyvern itself and wrapped his strong arms around its neck. Henry tried to grab Takum but met with only open air. 
We weren't going to get there in time. Grab our prow, Henry! Grab it! Sarah drove the skiff on like a whipped horse, dropping farther and farther down as Henry fell. He slipped past us, his hands outstretched. I saw his face. He wasn't reaching for us. He was reaching upward, towards the falling wyvern, towards Dacoon. Henry! Sarah grabbed me before I went over the gate, arms reaching for my friend. Damn you all! Damn you! Sarah pulled up at the last minute before we were nearly impacted with the roof of a factory. As we leveled out, Jules floated up beside us, carrying Henry in her arms. Her face was badly swollen where she had been hit, and she held her right leg up as it twitched. Her knee was smashed. I grabbed her and pulled her on board. Even before she could get him down, Henry reached out and grabbed my shirt. His face was livid and his eyes burning. Get out of my way! He pushed me aside and shoved Sarah. He took hold of the control stick and steered us towards the wyvern. I knew we were too late as we watched the big beast fall. He grabbed his medallion. Portal out, you bastard! Portal out! Dacoon! I fucking love you! Portal out! Jules cried out and turned away. I watched, gripping my sword as the wyvern carrying Dacoon crashed into the street, two blocks away. On the skiff, Henry collapsed to his knees and then fell onto his side. I dropped my sword onto the deck and took hold of the controls. I squeezed the throttle, moving us to the crash. There were nearly a dozen riders still left in the air, wheeling about. They looked like they were beginning to rally near Iron Bastion as we set the skiff down to the street where Jack's wyvern went down. Fires burned in the shops along the street, and there were a few breakers lying dead among the rubble. I helped Jules down from the skiff, sword in the other hand. She seemed better already, and barely had to hold on to me. We both followed Henry as he walked, and sometimes stumbled towards the crash. Takum lay underneath the giant neck of the wyvern. He had broken it. Its neck lay stretched across his abdomen, where it had crushed him. The rest of him was lost in a sea of red and black where they had hit. Henry seemed to shake himself and he sprinted over to him. His eyes were open. He was alive. Jules let me go and I joined Henry at Takum's side. Henry held him, wiping his blood from his face. Takum grinned. Blood trickled from the corner of his mouth. He shuddered and took Henry's hand. I grabbed my medallion from my shirt, seeing the tears drop from Henry's eyes. Casey! I reached out. There was nothing. Casey! Where was she? What was happening? Ka- Dacoom stopped moving, and his hand fell away from Henry's. Dacoom! Dacoom! Jules fell down beside me and took my hand. Her breast was shaking and he chewed at her lip. Henry buried his face in his hands and knelt down to the pavement. I reached for Henry. He was trying to scream, but he couldn't get any air out. His mouth opened wide. Then the sound of laughter, low and gurgling, reached our ears. I rose from the side of our dead friend. Sarah found Jack first. He was a tangled mess of arms and legs on the other side of the fallen wyvern. The iron prow was bent and mangled in his chest. Dark fluids dripped and pooled around his broken body. Half his head was sprayed onto the pavement. One bright, white eye turned to us as we stood over him. I held him here. <laughs> I held his vines. He could not leave me. <laughs> so much better to die with enemies than to die alone. <laughs> Dark fluid spilled up from his shattered mouth. 
You are a plague upon all the worlds, Sero murmured, his hands filling with a long dark blade. You need to die. The remains of Jack's lips curled into a smile, torn and bleeding. <laughs> Take more than you, half-breed. How about this? There was a metallic striking sound, and Henry moved up beside us, Takum's shotgun in his hand. The butt was in splinters, but he held it in both hands. He pointed it at the ruins of Jack's head. Jack started laughing, gushing fluid all over the street. Die, you stain! Henry fired twice, and the stain on the street grew a lot bigger. Jack wasn't laughing anymore. As the echoes of the gunshots died away, Sarah grabbed my shoulder and pointed to the sky. I looked up to see a flight of wyverns soaring through the sky towards us. They would be here in a matter of minutes, and they didn't look happy. Join the club. We need to go. Something's wrong at home. I can feel it. Go then, Henry said, looking up from the pool of Jack. I'm staying. Henry, Jack's dead. And so is Takum. There's nothing you can do. He walked over to me. He slapped me across the face hard. I hardly felt that I was so numbed by all of this. He cracked open his shotgun and picked out an unspent shell. He grabbed me by the collar. Oh, I know he's dead, Mick. He died fighting for your cause. For these awful people, none of them worth the hundredth of the person he was. But you can do a couple things for me, before you get out of my sight and to whatever you need to do next. First of all, you can use your ability to summon me a couple boxes of these shells. Then, after you perform that miracle, you're going to promise me something, okay? He released me, and I did as he asked. I handed him the box of shells. He looked at me unsmiling and began loading the shotgun. I could hear the wyverns' screams as they filled the air. They were close. What's the promise, Henry? He turned to me and I could feel the hatred he had for me. All balled up and slammed up against his eyes. They burned with it. You will never, ever, try to raise him. I don't want your foul ambition ever touching him again. That goes for me, too, in case you didn't get the point. He turned away from me and opened up a portal. I'm going to get in that skiff over there, and I'm going to kill as many of those wyvern bitches as I can before they drag me down. You're going back to home, and make sure all this isn't for nothing. Right? I nodded. Jules walked slowly by Henry, squeezing his arm as she did so. She entered the portal, following quickly by Sarah. I was last. I turned to Henry. He looked over at me. I'm so sorry. Don't be sorry. Just be gone. He shoved me at the portal and began walking up to the skiff. I tore myself away, feeling agony welp in my heart, and then I went home.